0: Oh, yeah,
1: I love you. 50% ratchetness. I'm ratchet
2: to sit down. But you like 95% ratchetness. becoming the most prominent form for
0: him. Wake your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's
3: most
2: dangerous morning show. DJ Enfield. People's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlemagne the God. Principal to people. I can't believe you guys are the best kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club Bitches. <laughs>
4: Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Good morning, Yeezy. Good morning, DJ MB. It's Thursday! Yes. Yes, indeed it is. Yes, 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 yes. How was your day yesterday?
5: Um, Yesterday was good. I had to do my podcast. Mm-hmm. Amazing day yesterday. We had Tank. And that's on my lip service podcast Which by the way we have a tour coming mm-hmm. With Live Nation that kicks off October 20th in Philly
4: Congratulations! So
5: make sure you guys look at Ticketmaster.com That's with Live Nation And you can do the lip service live tour We already have some great guests lined up So I'm excited And then we had Chelsea Handler also Okay. You know I love Chelsea Handler I think she's so funny mm-hmm. And so that was cool And we uh, agreed to do drugs together
4: Oh, nice. No, yeah, okay. she said next time she comes up here, she's going to bring some drugs, some edibles or some something else she but said. But this is
5: something else with the shaman, the ayahuasca.
4: Yeah, that's what she said she was going to bring mm-hmm. up. I was going to fake it. I wasn't actually going to take it. But, um, yeah, she was supposed to do that next time she got up here. And uh, let me shout out to my wife. Okay. Uh, and the reason I'm shouting Good out to yeah. my wife Excuse is because wife. yesterday uh, my wife had some runs to make. So I had uh, all five kids. And you don't realize... All five kids in one car at once—how crazy it is—and how my wife has the patience to deal with it. Because I was going crazy. Who don't realize that? I was—it was to the point where I was going nuts. Who don't realize that? Though? I didn't realize it, bro. So you ain't never rode in the car with your kids? All five of them. <laughs> all five of them without my wife by myself. Even with your wife is nah, stressful. No, with my wife is a little different because she takes care of them. You ain't bad because you ain't really paying no attention. Yeah, exactly. exactly. See, that's not good envy. They You're be a, present parents. Now, not only that, but they listen to my wife. They—they don't—they don't pay me no mind. See, mine's a little different. My three-year-old, I, sit down, do this. She taking off her seatbelt, rolling down a window. It got to the point I was like, "Do you just want to drive?" My four-year-old, don't listen to me. Don't listen at all. My
6: four-year-old listens to my wife, but my eleven-year-old listens to me. But I think they're at that point where she's starting to challenge my wife a little bit because mm. she's getting older. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. And the
4: eleven-month-old, she—I don't know what side she's on yet, but she better pick a side. <laughs> she better pick a side. Right. Pick a side in this she house, damn pick it. A side. That's how I be in this house. Pick okay. a side in this house. But, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun yesterday. Uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. Went to the mall, went to the park, got ice cream. Did a, did a whole bunch you had of... a nice, uh, fun day. I had a nice, fun, fun day. I had a great, 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 great time. But when my wife came home, I was happy. when was time to put them to sleep and bathe them and all that. I got more wet than my kids. It was, it, was, it was fun, though.
6: It was definitely fun.
4: I had a fun morning this morning.
6: You know, you just wake up sometimes and you just feel good. Okay, what you, you don't feel like that's the same thing. You said you regular, had fun. Regular, regular, wake what, up, what pray, <laughs> meditate. No. Oh, you wake said up, you had fun? You pray, you meditate. Absolutely. You read your daily affirmation. Then I was driving in, listening to Mary J. Blige, My Life. Mm-hmm. And then I switched over to uh, Guy. I was on my Uptown Records vibe. Then okay. Then I listened to some Jada Kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay? And for whatever reason, I listened to Tony Ayo, So Seductive, and now I feel good this morning, guys. like it. a long
5: ride to work.
6: You no, know, it's it is.
7: With <laughs> a little land. You don't got It you is.
6: All
4: live, right. We live in a pretty good place out there in Jersey. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, Dennis Rodman will be joining us this morning. That's right. Dropping a clues bomb for Dennis Rodman, damn it. Ex-NBA player.
6: He's got a great 30 for 30 out now. Call mm-hmm. for better or worse. Yeah, we'll kick it with Dennis very, Rodman. Very,
4: very interesting individual. Yes. Yes, to say the least. Yep, yeah, man, we'll kick it with him uh, next hour. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yee?
5: Uh, we'll be talking about Ikea and why have they issued an apology.
4: Okay. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Congratulations to Drop a Bomb for CC Sabathia. He might have played his last game in the Bronx. Wow. Um... Great career, eleven seasons with the uh, New York Yankees. Why oh, the season is almost over? I uh, yeah, season's almost over, and then they do, um, they get a new roster for uh playoffs. So they don't know if he's going to make the roster for the playoffs, but they're not
6: going to let CC Sabathia on the roster for the playoffs. You got to put CC on the roster just because he's CC.
4: Maybe maybe not. They're not sure. So I they, don't know nothing about baseball. I know, I can tell. But uh that might have been his last game as a Yankee, so congratulations and so shout out to CC Sabathia. Shout out to his his family. What a season. What a what a career. So, shout out to him. Now, what what else are we talking about, You?
5: Well, let's talk about the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. He has had to apologize. There was a picture of him wearing brown face and that was during a school event in 2001. He said it was a racist photo, but at the time he did not consider it racist because he was attending an end-of-the-year gala with an Arabian Nights theme. Here's what he had to say.
8: In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. Uh, I deeply regret that I did that.
5: He is running for re-election, and it's a tight race right now against conservative Andrew Scheer. The election is October 21st. He also did confess that's not the only time he's been in brownface. He said that there was a time he also was at a high school talent show where he was singing and put on makeup for that.
6: What's up with Canadians in blackface and brownface? Drake did the same thing. Craig didn't apologize for it, but but what's 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 up with that? Mm-hmm. Not sure. But. I mean, I guess I mean. And by the way, if you dress up like Aladdin, everybody knows you're Aladdin. You don't have to put on you just the need brown the proper skin. Costume. <laughs> now, you might put on the blue skin because you know right. Aladdin was blue. Would people get offended by that? No. Oh, okay.
5: All right, now, a student in New York uh, at Oceanside High School in Nassau County was stabbed and killed as other teenagers looked on. This is crazy. Christine Morris was a 16-year-old student. He was assaulted and stabbed in the chest. Apparently, this was a prearranged fight. They were fighting over a girl and who she was dating or who she might be hanging out with at that time. Uh, The dispute got even worse, and according to police reports, a group of six to seven males charged at the victim and his friends, and during that melee, they stabbed him. They said they were between 50 and 75 kids there at the time and guess what they were doing?
4: Filming. Videotaping, of course.
5: Yes, and they said they would just rather have videoed this event. They videoed his death instead of helping him.
6: Uh, so that's, that's the era we live in. That's what happens when you normalize that type of behavior. We're normalizing people pulling out their phones instead of actually calling 911 or trying to help. So that's the new normal now.
5: IKEA has now apologized for a jerk chicken dish that they had. Jerk chicken with rice and peas. So they had
4: that at IKEA? Yes. That sounds amazing. Why are they apologizing? Because uh, people are stupid and they buckle the social media pressure. That sounds. That's good. all it is. <laughs> I would love to go to IKEA shop and go get some jerk chicken or white rice. Like, 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 what exactly
6: because they, they buckled the social media pressure. Stop letting the <laughs> inmates run the asylum. Uh-huh. Just because people get. I didn't think it was a big. I
5: didn't think it was a big deal. To I I yeah. it, I apologize? I thought it was just funny. Like because you know how they. Try it too to,
4: spicy. Like what's what's the pot? What, like, because I'm confused. of social media backlash. That's it. Well, what's they, what's the backlash? Well, do you
5: know what rice and peas is? Yes. And what is it?
6: Rice and peas. It's do not, not
5: really peas. What is it? They actually had like green peas, and it. it's either pigeon peas or kidney beans. It's not like the green peas that you think of when you think of regular peas. I don't think of that they when said, I go over
4: of my, my Jamaican food. But I,
5: don't, I wouldn't um, apologize for that, you know. It's, Social. Oh, they put the green uh, peas in it. Backlash. Yeah, that's what I
4: just said. Oh, they just made a mistake. They didn't know. Now but- they
5: said, IKEA is a Swedish home furnishing company with a much-loved food offer. We take inspiration from many countries around the world and have always worked to combine different flavors and ingredients to offer delicious, healthy, and affordable dishes. We're aware that our new jerk chicken served with rice and peas has created some conversation and in some cases, offense. Our intention was to create a dish for many people. People to enjoy, but we appreciate that we may have got it wrong.
6: Oh, that's a cultural blind spot. Yeah, white people need to know white people know damn well the way they see things is not the way we see things. When we say rice and peas, we know what the hell we're talking about. We're talking about brown rice with kidney beans or pigeon peas. Okay? Not white rice and green peas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a difference. I still wouldn't apologize I, for that. I wouldn't though. apologize either, but it's social media backlash. They see this outrage on Twitter, they think they did something wrong and they apologize. Always remember, just because people don't agree with something doesn't mean you're wrong.
5: All right, well, that is your front page news. I want
4: some jerk chicken now. All right, get it off it your chest. It
5: looked pretty tasty, the chicken
4: part. It did. The chicken part <laughs> looked good. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, the chicken. I'm not going to say it. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast
1: Club. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey
4: yo, what's up, DJ And with this Nicholas Turner. Alright, what up, Nicholas Turner? Get it off your
1: chest, bro. Hey, I got a real I got a question real quick. Hey, first of all, good morning to uh Salomon the God, good morning. And what's yes, up, sir? King? Um, but how did you get into um becoming a DJ? How? Um, yeah. Like who inspired you? I tell you it all the time. It. it was
4: DJ Clue. I was outside waiting for the bus. It was cold outside. I was waiting for the bus. Clue pulled up in a new car. I, I went I walked over to him and asked him what he did to get money, because I was I was, you know, Intrigued with, with, right. with the car. He told me he was a DJ and I started DJing from there. No, you didn't lift off
6: All some right, good I, parts. He told you jump in because it was cold. No, he did not tell me to yes, jump he in did. the cold. He told me to come and he by took his mom's basement. He, exactly. told, yeah, he, to, he said, come did by my mom's did, house
4: after work. Y'all went to the basement after school. He'll show me. Did you go to the basement? And then I went to his crib and then in the basement he had <laughs> DJ equipment. What's up, <laughs> you stupid?
1: Right, I, I,
0: I asked that question
4: because I, I've been listening to y'all
1: since 2014 and not one time have i heard you say drop one of Clue's bombs. You always say drop a bomb. He
6: actually said it this morning.
1: No, he said drop a bomb for C a bad yeah He didn't say Oh, you you bombs. know what? You're right. He hating. Wow. You're that's right. That's interesting. He said, I, mean, right. I'm, I mean, that's, that's, that's your man. I'm, I'm just
4: wondering. I'm, wow. I I'm mm. got a point, my G. If, if you listen to the show, Things you know I shout out same. Clue mm-hmm. every other minute. And no, uh, you do. I know. Uh, you do. That's my brother. I, and, I, and I. So, wh- wh- and what, I, do you, what do I, you call him for? like,
1: like I just want to know why don't you say drop a clues bomb? And why or, didn't you say drop one of clues well, bombs? If you I'm jealous question. of clue.
4: I really hate clue. That's the real reason nah, You can I don't like clue. <laughs> I'm jealous.
1: Nah, it was just a question, man. This is something I just I just wanted to know. But anyway, let me get focused real quick. Um, if you have, a, I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers by the end of this year. So if everybody can go to my YouTube, nah, place, you should follow
4: clue. Go follow clue. Don't follow do that Clu. to that man.
1: Let that <laughs> man get his yeah. YouTube off.
5: You still going in What's on What's your Twitter?
1: YouTube, bro? It's a. Nicholas Turner is a tech page on YouTube, so just uh support. That's all I got. I can't all right, King.
4: That's all I got. All right, Peace. Dad, brother. Hello, who's this?
2: Yo, me. I want to wish my daughter uh, what? A, a, a very happy a very happy birthday. This is iPhone
4: 7, Blood. What's going on? Oh, iPhone I... 7, you ain't got no damn accent. Man. What's up, bro? I was like, what's happening here? What's going on? Yo, know, what's going on? Your know, um, um, accent,
6: accent was the Ikea version? version of jerk peas and rice. Jerk chicken and rice. Be quiet.
2: Listen, my daughter's birthday just passed, right? I couldn't call on that day, so I want to wish her a happy birthday. Okay. And um, she just got into this charter school, River Riverton Street Charter School. It's a little tougher than public school, so, you know, we are, we are um working on that. All it's right. A, it's a general talking policy. So, you know, my baby loves to talk just like a daddy, so we're working on that right now. And iPhone, okay, thank cheap, you for coming right? by
4: the car show too, man. I appreciate it, man.
2: Of course, man. I'm always to show love, man. I just can't catch Ye. Ye had a um ye had something going on for um Angela Yee Day, but it rained so crazy I couldn't make it, you know, heard? Right? But I'm A lot of it.
5: other people made it out iPhone
2: sim. I live in Long Island. I live right by where that kid lost his life in Oceanside. I I live in Hempstead, so it's, it's a little far to be hopping on that and with that belt. That's like that's that's like fifty minutes. Yeah. It was a light rain.
4: IPhone. iPhone, you drove over an hour to that come was, to the car show, though, iPhone.
2: That was a Saturday, brother. <laughs> Early. Cause it was like a regular day after work. I ain't have it in me. I love y'all, but I ain't have it in me. Alright. Yo, listen. What's up? Big shout out to uh, Riverton Street Charter School. It's a great school, you know. Um, it's mad clean in it. there. It's not overpacked. um kids, I mean, over the classrooms, which is good. No no knock to the other school where she came from. But this school is a lot better. And, um, you know, good luck, baby. I know I, I you. I still sleep. Daddy love you. All
4: right, iPhone. All right, King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
1: Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. James, James, James. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The
4: Breakfast Club. James, what up, James? What's going on? Good morning, DJ, MVP Anthony. Good Charlie morning. Man, God. What up, King? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey,
7: really, I just want to give a public service announcement. Uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and I work for AAA. And we do tire changes on the highway. And yesterday, I almost got hit. Ooh, that's I just tough. want everybody to uh, be mindful, pay attention to what you're doing. And if you see somebody on the side of the road, you know, you're supposed to get over. Get over. You know what I'm saying? I got kids to go home to. A wife, too.
5: i tell you who you won't and see on the side of the road. Who? Envy, changing a tire.
3: Nah, he works
4: yeah, with AAA.
5: Yeah. I will call him. <laughs> but, yes, be careful. Watch where you're driving, too, people.
4: And we appreciate what you do, brother. For
7: sure. And I want to give a shout-out to my Instagram. Um, Optimistically Savage, look me up. Okay. And I just want everybody to have a good morning. I appreciate y'all.
4: You too, bro. Phil, what's up, Phil?
7: What's up, man? Envy, Charlamagne, y'all need to apologize because y'all disrespecting the trans race community. I feel offended because I'm Chinese inside. So apologize. <laughs>
6: sure, shut up. I don't have a problem with transracial, sir.
7: Yes, you do. You said something negative, I feel offended. I'm the only person you that defends Rachel Dolezal.
6: I defend Rachel Dolezal.
7: Apologize up. like you did for those trans. <laughs>
6: I've, I've never apologized to them. I apologize for unintentionally hurting them. I've never unintentionally hurt the transracial no, community. You
7: nobody. All you said you didn't
6: understand and
7: you start apologizing. No, you no, 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 no. You are insensitive. You're
6: insensitive because you're No, No, no no, 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 no. You must have forgot what happened a couple of mm-hmm. years ago when Little Duval was up here, sir. Okay? You know That's what I'm cool
7: saying? That's That don't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, but you apologize when somebody says, because because they weird. If you look up the word queer, it says weird. Yes, b- if my brother. But you they weird and you don't understand, what are you apologizing for? My brother, for? If nah, like are, I'm saying,
6: are, are you going to listen? Oh, God. You listening on, or are you going to talk?
7: Should, let me get a thumb off real quick because I like to hang up. Okay. But, <laughs> you said you like the Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy. That was the whole point of that joke. I feel like I'm Chinese inside. That, that's not weird. What is what weird? I'm, just, <laughs> he said, I'm this big in this body, but I feel Listen, like I'm I've t- I, I, I've said it a million to- Listen, to- I've
6: said it a million times on this radio. I don't understand what they're going through. I don't understand their lifestyle, but I understand their right to exist, and I understand that they don't need to be getting killed for who they are.
4: Hello, who's this? It's Tere from Detroit. Hey, Tere, what up, though? Oh, uh, what up, though? I'm pissed. Why? Well, I'm pissed at your friend, Diddy. So uh-huh. Diddy
3: decided to go to my illustrious alma mater, Morehouse College, and this fool donates some money, which is fine, but he only donates 20000 What should you mean wow. only
4: donate $20,000? You, you should be happy you donate anything. Uh, uh, no, he's worth 850000000 million. Don't count that worth man money. $20, worth, $20, net, worth, net worth don't
6: mean you have that in liquid, but my brother, how much, that did man you, how much did you donate?
3: Honey, I graduated from the school. I'm donating my mother. I don't have to donate.
6: Right. Right. You don't don't
3: have to now. donate. Okay, If you didn't even donate, you can't
5: speak on it. But you don't know what other donations he's made to what other institutions. It, it don't matter. I'm 20, whatever else he has you going 20. on. You sound stupid. He didn't have
3: sir. to donate at all. First of all, first of all, all I'm saying is 27000 a semester is how much it costs for each student. Now, that's fair that you are
4: donating, and that's great. But... What the f- is that going to do? You're ungrateful for- piece of ish. I just want to tell you yeah, that. You that man donated $20,000. Know- that man got kids. That man has a family. And that man didn't okay, even go, go to Morehouse. And plus it's his house. money.
5: He don't have to donate it at all. ish. Okay, and and
6: okay, you don't know, know how much he's point. donated over the years, sir. That okay. was his latest he donation. Actually hasn't, he actually hasn't donated anything else over
4: the year. He didn't However, go to Morehouse. None of his family went to
3: Morehouse. He just did that out of the Donate to the school. Okay, then don't donate to the school. That's piss poor shit. Either don't donate or make sure that it's wow. the wow. You
4: sound stupid and dumb. The man gave twenty thousand dollars of his own money. and You say it's not enough, and you ain't donate nothing. You sound <laughs> like a fool. You bro. went there
5: and didn't donate. That's crazy. because yeah, I just child, please. I
4: literally
2: just got my degree. You sound like a so
6: caddy. I don't, have, you, sound like I don't a have now, you sound like a caddy. you sound I like hate. a caddy. You sound like a caddy
4: bottom. I hate people like you. You sound like a caddy messy, hate messy like bottom. You. Man didn't he donated? No, you know how much twenty thousand dollars is. Do you have twenty thousand in your bank? Now, uh, how hard it is to, to get twenty
5: thousand dollars for somebody? So you're telling me if somebody donated twenty thousand dollars for your education, you wouldn't have taken it?
3: Yes, for my individual education.
2: I no, shut to up! You oh my it sounds God. stupid.
6: You know what it is, That's though. Serious. You know what it is. You know what it is. Robert Smith set the bar so high. Robert Smith set the bar so high Robert with Smith that forty. Is a billionaire. Yeah, but Robert Smith set the bar so high with that forty million dollar donation. So when they go online and they see somebody's net worth is eight hundred million, in their mind they think somebody has eight hundred million in the bank. So they <laughs> feel like they should have donated. He yeah. feel like he should have donated more based off that number. But
4: even if he has it, that's his money
6: to yeah, give. Yeah, I don't care. Twenty grand is a lot of money. Some some kid is gonna benefit from that twenty thousand dollars at Morehouse.
4: Twenty thousand is a lot of money. I'll take it. That's great. Goodness gracious. I hate people. All right. Anyway. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vet, you can hit us up. I guess I guess my little 5,000 donation that I donated, <laughs> he the itch told me too, huh?
5: Uh-huh. Goodness
4: gracious. We got rumors on the way, e?
5: Yes, let's talk about The Real. Now, it's The Real versus Tamar Braxton. What went down, it all involves the Wendy Williams show that has everybody beefing again.
4: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. What's happening? Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. It'll be a new story. Hey, like, hey
1: guys, up. hey, it's just here. <laughs> all He's the like, guys. The rumor report. Got with Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report, The, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club.
5: All right, so now Iggy Azalea and Wendy Williams have had some sort of back and forth. Now, apparently, Wendy Williams is on her show, and she was talking Nicki Minaj. She was talking Iggy Azalea. Here's what she said. It'll be a new
3: storyline for her life. The problem is, is that, will people be waiting for you? And somebody in our morning
5: meeting said, well, they waited for, um, who's the Australian girl with a fake body?
1: Iggy. Iggy Azalea.
5: Iggy Azalea. So she was talking about Nicki Minaj retiring. So, of course, now the Barb's are mad. And then she started talking-ish about Iggy Azalea also. Now, Iggy Azalea uh, responded, Who's the crackhead in the halfway house with the gossip show thing? Damn. And the Barb's were tweeting as well, Your breath stink from talking-ish. You want a mint? And so, yes. Once again, you know uh, how it goes. I
6: don't see the problem. Uh, it's all fair game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if somebody expresses their opinion about you like that, then you can express your opinion you back You throw a like shot that. right back. If you choose to.
5: All right, now let's talk about the Boondocks. They are going to be returning okay. to television. HBO Max has ordered a two-season, 24-episode reimagining of the Boondocks. It will be spearheaded by Aaron Magruder, who is the creator of the Boondocks, and Sony Pictures Animation. It's going to be 55 episodes of the original series, and the new Boondocks will launch. Trouble the
6: so. clues, for the Boondocks, damn it. Okay, and they're launching a special next, next year, 50-minute special.
5: Yes, all that is starting in fall of 2020. And
6: mm-hmm. the key thing is that Aaron Magruder is back as the showrunner. Okay? You know season four sucked because Aaron Magruder wasn't involved.
5: Now it says the new boondocks follows the adventures of self-proclaimed civil rights legend Robert Granddad Freeman and his two rambunctious grandsons, Hugh and Riley. The family has recently moved to an idyllic community in suburban Maryland, only to see it taken over by the tyrannical Uncle Ruckus and his bizarre neo-fascist regime. Sound
6: sound familiar? That Sound familiar to anybody? Does it?
5: Huh? Does it now? Uh, you'll, see,
6: you'll see, God damn it.
5: <laughs> All right, porn star Jessica James has died at the age of 43. Do you guys Are you guys familiar with Jessica James? No. Nah. She's a AVN you know Hall James of can... Famer.
6: Okay, Steven, said yes.
5: She was Hustler's first contract model who became a member of the AVN Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. A friend went to check on her Tuesday afternoon in her house. Hadn't heard from her in a while. When they got there, she was unconscious. They said the EMS got a call for cardiac arrest. When they got there, it was... Jessica James dead at the scene they said she's had a history of seizures and they did find various prescription drugs there
6: Steve is a porn connoisseur he knew who she was immediately he did you yeah. feel a little down about this Steve
5: no he's okay legend. all right now legend?
4: let's. he okay. said she's a legend all right
5: Now let's talk about The Real and this beef that's going on with Tamar Braxton and the women from The Real. Now, Tamar Braxton was on the Wendy Williams show. A lot of things happen there and go down. And here's what Tamar had to say about whether or not she would return to The Real. Would you ever go back to The Real? Cute show, but they need you. I don't want to be anybody's marketing tool this season, no shade, but
3: you know, I just wish everybody well and I just feel like sometimes God has to move you out of situations before you become more toxic to yourself. Right. And so what if I was in a situation where I'm doing the Braxton's and it's very stressful and then I'm doing this other show where
5: people are being catty behind my back, like what kind of person would I be right now sitting on this couch? All right. Well, the women from The Hmm. Real responded. Now, here's what Lonnie Love had to say. Hi, Wendy. First of all, thank you for calling us a cute show. We're also an
3: Emmy-winning show, so
9: don't forget that.
3: Um, Tamar Braxton was your guest, and we appreciate the fact that you brought us up. Um, I just want to be full disclosure. It's been three years. I don't know why you guys keep talking about this whole situation.
5: All right, she goes on uh, to talk some more about Tamar and uh, Tamar being welcome on The rail.
3: Tamar Braxton gave us an apology for everything that happened. Since then, that apology has been taken down. Tamar, nobody is trying to use you as a marketing tool, sweetie. You are still welcome, my dear, to come on anytime. Seriously, we as black women have to stick together. It's no cattiness. It's, it's just... We need to have you come here so we can close the circle. You apologize. We opened it up to you, and it's still there, and it will always be there. We love you, Tamar. All
5: right, Tamara Murray also chimed in, and she said that she's tired of it. She also says that she's been in the business over 20 years. She said, my reputation is not one of cattiness. And then there were some social media messages that went back and forth. Tamar Braxton posted a conversation. Uh, Text message. So I just found out Lonnie Love was writing letters to get you kicked off the show. She wrote the network. LOL. Lonnie was writing the network on you. I'm hearing this story. Tamar responded. I told everyone that it was her. No one wanted to believe me. And this person said, yeah, I got confirmation right now. A person who wrote and worked for her is spilling all the tea. So don't know who that person is in these text messages. But Lonnie Love responded when Tamar posted these text messages and said, who writes letters? Who sent this? Let's talk it out. Stop going on every other show. You know you want to, and bring your man. And so the two of them had some more back and forth on social media. Goodness gracious. Tamar said, sorry, I only go on shows with ratings. Plus, you do enough talking about me. And Lonnie Love said, I know you're scared, Tamar, but if you're going to accuse me of something, do it to my face. But you can't handle the truth. I thought your apology was sincere. That was why I wanted you to come on the show. I can't wait for your next funny meme. Let's go, sis. I really
6: like what Tamar said on Wendy, though. God will remove you from a situation before you become toxic to yourself. That's a bar. Like, don't stay in a situation that you're not happy in. Imagine continuing to come to a place you're not happy at, especially if you don't have to. Dealing with people who got so much negativity to say behind your back. Why?
5: Yep, absolutely. I respect it. Yep. yep. And then, but I guess the part she didn't like was uh, them calling, uh, Tamar saying that the cattiness. Because yeah, they really like, don't feel like they were being catty.
6: But I like the fact Tamar left, though. Drop on the Klusbon's for Tamar and That's it, because people talk like that. Like, oh, I don't like the situation. I don't like what's going on. But then they stay there and they become toxic know if she to had themselves. A choice. I thought
4: they let it go. Yeah, well. she didn't just
5: leave well, she to, didn't on her own. Well, yeah. She
4: said God removed her from the situation. Right. However how it went. Right. All
5: right. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report.
4: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, front page news.
5: Yes. Let's talk about Sandy Hook. They are debuting. Well, Sandy Hook Promises Organization. They are debuting a back to school PSA, and it's very graphic.
4: All right. We'll get into that. Now. Next, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Congratulations and shout out to CC Sabathia. Uh, yesterday might have been his last game in uh, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Uh now the playoffs uh beginning uh, I think next week. And they don't know if he's gonna make the playoff roster as of yet, but he had a great career. Great player and a great individual, so shout to CC Sabathia gotta, and, of course, his family. Don't you got to honor CC and just put him on the roster just because he's CC Sabathia? I think they should. Absolutely. But I think they have a, a option of a certain amount of pitches, but I definitely think that they I should. I don't know nothing about baseball. baseball. He deserves that. They play 100-plus games a year, and I don't see any of them. And I hope he gets his ring. This is uh, a ring for his, his last season. Are the Yankees good this year? Amazing. Oh, okay. Amazing. Best record in baseball. Oh, what? Right. Uh-huh. Now, what else are we talking about, you? Yeah?
5: Uh, let's talk about the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. He has had to apologize after a photo emerged of him wearing brown face. That photo was taken in 2001, and here was his explanation.
8: In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights. And I uh, dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better but i didn't and i'm really sorry uh, i deeply regret that i did that
5: all right now right now he's in the middle of a re-election fight and they said it's a virtual tie for the election with conservative andrew Shearer. so he's trying to get back in and the election is october
6: 21st i wonder if you called drake to see how he, see how he handled that like drake how did you handle your uh, blackface controversy
5: He also, I mean, he had to apologize for Trudeau, and he also had to admit that there were other times he did the brown face as well. One time when he was performing at a high school talent show where he was singing. All right, now Sandy Hook Promise is an organization dedicated to fighting gun violence. Uh, has debuted a back-to-school PSA, and it's very graphic. It actually shows a school shooting. They posted survive the school year with these must-have back-to-school essentials. This PSA contains graphic content related to school shootings and may be upsetting to some viewers. You can see kids being shot in the background and falling to the ground. You can see kids bleeding from gunshot wounds, kids uh, ready to stab a shooter with pencils and scissors, and so on and so forth.
9: Listen. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool.
2: These scissors really come in
8: handy in our class. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. <laughs>
5: All right. The Can last I- one is a young girl texting her mom, "I love you, mom."
6: Ask a question. If you hear a description of that video, the way Angeli just described it, you see it comes with a warning. Why would you watch it? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, I did not watch that on purpose yesterday. I saw people reposting it. I just scroll past it because I already have bad anxiety and stuff like that makes my yeah. anxiety I didn't watch worse. It either. And I'd be sitting around worried about my daughter at school all day, which I already do. So I don't want to. Con- I don't want to put stuff on top of that. What's the point of watching that video? At the
5: end of it, there's a message. It says it's back to school time, and you know what that means. School shootings are preventable when you know the signs. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, uh. That's what back to school means nowadays?
6: My God.
5: I don't know about this, but I don't even know what to say. I don't know if it was helping people figure out what they need to do. I have no idea, but it was very graphic. All, all right, right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News.
4: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Dennis Rodman will be joining us. We'll kick it with Dennis Rodman. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. PJMV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Dennis Rodman. Hello. Good morning. Good morning.
10: <laughs> I'm back in Houston, so it's so, all so good. How you feeling today, man? It's all good, man. Got a good workout. I'm fine.
6: Oh, now you, got up early, you get up early to work out, huh? Oh, yeah. You, you still work out every morning? Absolutely. Really? What does the Dennis Rodman workout uh, regimen look like?
10: Well, back in the day, you um, come in at 6 o'clock in the morning, all night drinking. Get up, go to the gym at 8 o'clock in the morning, go practice, play a game. Mm-hmm. That's what my regimen. Back then, but now, no drinking. I'm all good.
6: Yeah, we saw the 30 for 30. Michael Jordan said he didn't think you would live to, to be 40 because of your, your oh. ability to drink play party drink play party Oh yeah man
5: <laughs> But I'm here though
6: That's the main thing I'm here Did you ever did you ever think you would see see past 40 or you, you use this in the moment
10: Well yeah, listen when I turned 40 I got in a helicopter jumped out of a helicopter went to a party had a good time I'm 58 years old I'm still living mm-hmm. Wow there you go Wow What a
5: life
10: I really yeah. enjoyed your 30 for 30 man It was cool man it was cool
6: It was tough to watch though Have you been able to watch it
4: Well man I got I got to be by myself
10: <laughs> i to be by myself.
4: When did you turn into the to the bad boy? That, that's one thing I, I was wanted to know because we we watched you early on and you were kind of mild mannered. You you right. want to fight? No. And then when no. the <laughs> <trick> came, <laughs> right. Right. Sure. you was throwing people out the gym.
10: <laughs> well, I think I think uh, I became the bad boy because I think it was Rick Mahorn. Um, Bill Embiid, mm-hmm. John, John Sally, Sally mm-hmm. and all the rest of the guys um, Isaiah was the leader but I think I was more like the mild mannered guy on the team I just wanted to go out there raw raw just, you mm-hmm. know, just throw my hands over there and just have a good time just playing basketball I think I became that when we lost in the 90, 91 series against Chicago mm-hmm. that's when I started to get, get uh, rebellious mm-hmm. that's when things started to crumble on the team everybody started to, uh, you know, everybody's going to the other team then when Chuck Daly left, that was it I was done it was interesting on
6: the 30 for 30 to see how much love y'all have for each other. Like Isaiah had to walk off camera when he started talking about, you know, you being on the Pistons and you right. didn't drink, you didn't smoke, but then he saw the change and he couldn't do anything about it because y'all weren't on the same team. Right. How did that make you feel when you saw
10: that? Well, I didn't see it. That's why I told you. I didn't see it cause I didn't want to see it. Because oh, wow. I know Because, you know, it brings back too much hurt memories and stuff like that because I think that when you when you lose something that that's close, um, like in Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, when you come from a family thing, and. You know, in Oklahoma, it felt like that you just got everything just taken away from you just all of a sudden. Then all, then all of a sudden, you're just by yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been there from day one. He was like a brother, a mother, a father. I was the only one there, and he was the only one that took care of me.
5: You never had that family feel on another team again?
10: Well, at that time, I became Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis I, I, be, I, be, I became yeah. this guy, you know. Right. So uh, when I was with Detroit, I was more like a follower. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, what I was just trying to learn things in the NBA, because when I got to the NBA, I knew nothing about the game. I knew, I, I didn't have, never had a um, uh, role model. Right. And so I had to try to grow up on that one.
6: Do you I think did. if you would have stayed with the Pistons, your your, your life would have been different? Like you'd have never went down that, I guess, crazy Dennis Rodman
10: path? Well, let's put it like this. In a short sentence, mm-hmm. I will not be sitting here today. Mm-hmm. If you realize that, I wouldn't be interesting. I want to be, like, global. If right. yeah. I said in Detroit, I'd be like that having kids, being a like dad and, you know, <laughs> you know and stuff like that. that. <laughs> it's, a
6: regular,
10: it's a regular guy. I'm a regular guy. <laughs> I'll be a regular guy. You know, so, it was, so I had to take that, you know. Unfortunately, I didn't make that turn, so I guess it's for better or for worse. Could you play in today's league? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Easily. You don't think it's too soft? I'm not worried about soft. You know, I think my mentality would be changed. But um, I think uh, the league is more like corporate now. It's very, very corporate. I think that, you know, guys have been buddy-buddies. Guys want to play with, the, you know, their friends and stuff like that. You know, when you saw back in the 80s, you saw Isaiah and Magic go half court and kiss each other, right? <laughs> it's kind of f***ed up. I mean, I'm sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what I'm saying now it's more like, okay, great. Let's go on a banana boat in summertime, hang out. and all that But it's like when you see guys that are friends in the league, they really don't go at each other. Mm-hmm. It's more like if you score forty, I score forty. I see it tonight. Dinner tonight. It's more like that. And, and plus, when they're making $40, 50 million dollars a year, and then the, the coach said, "You know what? I make your tired. Take two weeks off." Really? Two weeks off? Making fifty million dollars a year, and people pay hard money to go see these guys play. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's tough to watch.
6: Why'd you say Magic and Isaiah kissing was f-ed up? It was f-ed
10: up? Oh, now you can it? I
0: didn't
10: know Why would you think that was up? No, I just don't know I think it was kind of More like, okay, great It was acceptable back then Because everyone knew They were best friends And stuff like that But it's funny though You know, in society How back then um, When Magic came out With the HIV When he announced it Mm -hmm. And people don't address this too much When he came out with the HIV um, And said, that you know I I contracted HIV People thought he was gay Uh, But you know what? No one ever ever questioned him how he got it. Nah, they no, a, they, never, they, they never Not did. They never did. Not in the media. They, I know, me they just never questioned how he got it. Women. But I'm just saying they never questioned <laughs> how he got it. But in today's society, if he said today, mm-hmm. literally, there'll be like fifteen, two thousand girls coming at his ass today. Right. Back then, nobody came back at him because Magic Johnson, the NBA, protected him. But uh, you know, even today, he still won't come out and say how that affect how you got it till today he won't say it
6: when, we, when, we, when he was up here I asked him I said do you ever like look at all the track list of women that you was with and say it was that dirty ass girl in Michigan mm.
10: and he was like yeah I did think, think think things like that back then I think it was those parties in Hawaii parties yeah. in Hawaii oh yeah those real good parties in Hawaii You been to a couple? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What did you catch? I didn't catch anything. Okay. (laughs) I I caught three cases of divorce. (laughs) I got that. I caught those three right there. Uh, The three cases.
6: It's interesting about you because I I, I think you could teach a class on promotion and marketing. Because when you look at all of the guys like the Magics and the Birds and the Michael Jordans, it's like... It's like
10: other entities made them popular, whether well, it was Nike, Converse. Well, that that's the key right there. It's amazing how you, if you look at, the, like I say, you look at the the, the branch of, of the uh, of the decades, who was the, uh, the, the main people that decade? I mean, that, that branched themselves in the 80s? Can you name them? In sports. That Can branded you, themselves? Them, themselves in the 80s. No themselves. No corporate sponsors. Nobody.
4: No, nobody. Okay. Nobody.
10: Who branded themselves in the 90s? Dennis Rodman. Thank you. Who <laughs> branded themselves in 2000? What mm-hmm. about themselves today? Nobody. Nobody themselves. By myself. Not themselves. By myself. Maybe, By maybe, myself. Maybe I don't well, No, 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 no. Maybe AI. <laughs> no, no, no. AI. no. AI. no, no, no. Oh, you, I, I got to give it to AI. Because yeah. the tattoo, the cornrows. The, the, rolls, well, the rules, But you know what? The but bad boy. it's funny, that all of a sudden, now, the city of, of Philadelphia, you know, brotherly love, stuff like that, Rocky, you know, Joe Frazier. Right. <laughs> you know, right? But um, they embrace him so much, and they actually they gave him a job. You know, just keep him keep him relevant. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't in in that situation, not a lot of players in the '90s that's out the lead now are relevant. Yeah. No one talks about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like amazing. Even early 2000, a lot of guys are not relevant anymore yeah. without social media. You know, Instagram and stuff like that. But it's amazing though. Ever since 1993, 2020, I'm probably probably the only guy really that's relevant haven't done a damn thing <laughs> but it's a haven't, haven't done, haven't done a, nothing nothing no promotion no commercials no this 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 30 for 30 pretty much mm-hmm. but if you look at it yeah but you got you got things that last a test of time first of all you got a career and you got a book
6: you know what uh, i'm saying
10: only one book i only remember the one i'm sorry you, only one book yeah <laughs> that's it
4: how old are you 20 40 41 okay, okay great Okay, cool. All right, we got more with Dennis Rodman. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dennis Rodman. Do you ever look at hip-hop and in the music world now and think about, damn, all these artists look like me? Because you you think about it. Back then when you were in the league and you right. painted your nails and you dyed yeah. your hair and right. you did the earrings and the, the stuff that people called weird back then, right. now it seems like... That's hip-hop. It is hip-hop now, right? Like, hip-hop is taking over the world right now,
10: right? And all these young kids, man, I went to Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. I went to Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. dude. I went there, dude. I felt old as hell. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw these young kids, like 18, 19, 20. I'm like, this kid is 18 years old, got more money than me. You know, I mean, you literally, got more money in me, and rapping, and most of these guys—they're actually smart. These kids are actually smart, right? You know,
5: it's a different type of marketing now. Like, imagine yeah. if you did
10: have social media when you were coming up. Oh, dude, I had social media, I had Instagram. It was—it wasn't live. I was—it was on the radio. Mm-hmm. If I had it back then, I'd be a billionaire right. easily. I'd easily be a billionaire because I was the only one doing it. Yeah, you was. I was the only one doing all you that were crazy stuff. I was with Madonna. I was hanging with Madonna. You know. You know, was uh, Sharon Stone. I was hanging out with uh, you know that girl that married a guy from the W Hotel. Um, mm-hmm. Karma Electra. Mm-hmm. I know was, you know a lot you of said, people. Jenny McCarthy. All these people, man.
6: They say you broke up with Madonna because she didn't she didn't want it. She you didn't want to get her pregnant. She wanted to get pregnant. Why you want oh, to get Madonna
10: pregnant? Oh, I tried. I tried over here over by uh, Central Park. She had that that big uh, three story place <laughs> over there. I was I was rolling the dice in Vegas uh and. <laughs> that's a good story that's one of the story. I was holding dice in Vegas and she's in New York she calls and next thing you know the I said hey Dennis you got a call from Madonna he just screams it right and I said oh what the hell with you man that's bull crap right so he said no Dennis you got a call from Madonna so I say hold the dice get the calls and she said Dennis you know what I'm ovulating I said what <laughs> you, you're ovulating I said what? I said what is that I'm trying to to f- with it right no you know you know, you know ovulating I said oh, okay great so so I, I, I'll i be there in five hours So I put the dice down. I said, hold the table. uh, Hold the table. That's what I said. Hold the table. And they do that. They hold the table. So (laughs) (laughs) they do that. So they do that. We we got money. They do that. (laughs) So anyway, she sent sent a plane for me. G5. I went to the airport. Came here. Flew here. Went over to that thing over to her house did my thing, went back on the plane, got back, held the table, started playing dice again.
5: So you just went there, <laughs>
10: had sex, <laughs> got on the plane, and then back to the So That's all. truth. Was there at least some foreplay? <laughs> did no. you put some music on? No, 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 no. <laughs> you am <laughs> going right to, <laughs> to the table. Don't try I'm trying to get back to the table, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. You would know, been
5: like, you can't stay and cuddle or
10: nothing. You Do people cuddle these days? Yes. Do people cuddle?
5: Of course. Do you pay for that? No.
10: But you don't pay to cuddle? Yeah. Did she she to stop birth? it. Knock well, it off. Well,
6: come on, on now. For... Okay. Why couldn't Madonna get pregnant? with it you or her? What? Yeah, I guess. It
5: just doesn't happen sometimes. It doesn't, right? Yeah, she has kids. You got Can kids? Can you answer the question?
10: You got kids? No. Great. <laughs> 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 great. Better, <laughs>
6: great. Great, great. <laughs> so, Do you give credit uh, to Madonna for making you a star?
10: No.
6: Just, John Sally I... said that it was Madonna that
10: it's the other way around. So. Okay. It's the other way around. You yeah. made the dollar star. Yeah, uh, in 1993, I think her career was uh, declining. And they and she said that, you know, the reason why she dated me because I was a bad boy. That's why she dated me. I was growing up and she was pretty much leveling off.
6: Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed that y'all you didn't get you didn't get her
10: pregnant? No. Well well,
6: <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> would well <laughs>
10: that, that would add to the, the legend. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know. She asked me that if I got her pregnant, she will uh, paid me twenty million dollars. What? Whatever, and man. you was at the, di- the gambling at the table? Oh, that's, well, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's if the baby that's, was born. <laughs> <laughs> $20 million? Yep. They should have stayed there for t- weeks oh, straight. That's, oh, that's an long expensive long term. <laughs> I, yeah,
6: well. I wonder if she made anybody else that
10: offer. Well, she did, right? I don't
6: know.
10: Well, who she danced with? Uh, what was she dating a dancer? I
6: don't know. Who Madonna? I, don't I don't remember. Sean Payne. Sean Payne and some dancer. Big Daddy came at one point.
10: All the bad boys. Yeah. All the bad boys, right?
6: Wow. You got a shot,
4: Charlamagne
10: i oh <laughs> Listen, on the doc, uh, they said it was
6: a three-year period where you was more
10: popular than Michael Jordan. Do you believe that? Michael Jordan said that, right? He said that. No, nah, I don't think he said it on the doc. Well, he said it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. Wow, globally? Yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah.
5: Yeah, nobody was doing what you were doing.
10: No one was doing what I was doing. I think Michael Jordan, you know, he, I don't think he really cared because Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. He's right. very relevant now. Yeah. Like he's, like, one of, I think, the first, second billionaire athlete. Mm-hmm. Tiger was first, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and he it feels like he's more private about everything, and you were more like I'm Dennis Rodman. Um, yeah,
10: I think that um, in Chicago I was more popular than he was for like two years. Mm-hmm. I didn't care,
4: man. I just wanted to go play and win, have a good time. What was your relationship with him? Because I know when you played on Detroit, y'all hated each other. So how did when he came when you came to the Bulls? Was there a conversation, or was it like let's, let's just win?
10: Let's go win. That's it. <laughs> we, we never really talked when, um, off the court. We never really talked. One time we ever saw each other off the court. It's when like we go to a restaurant, and next thing you know, we go to a restaurant. Michael Jordan have eight bodyguards. Scotty Paper I have seven bodyguards. I have, like six, and we actually uh, made a triangle in a restaurant.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: <laughs> triangle. It, it was like that in the restaurant. We, we never never ever, ever talked in public. Mm. Really, never did.
4: Who do you speak to in the league now? Well, speak to that that was in the league with before. Any, any athletes that you speak to now? I just any talked to Scotty the other day. He's
10: on the get up, right? Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. I was with him the other day. It's it cool to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. I really don't talk to too many people. Right. You
6: know? Michael told the story on the 30 for 30 about how Scotty didn't want you on the team. So he was with it, Phil was with it, but Scotty was like, hell no. What was that first conversation with Scotty like when you walked into that facility?
10: And we went to uh, Jerry, Cro- <clears throat> Jerry Cross's house, and we all me, Scotty, Michael, Phil, his wife, and we all had to go break bread at, at, at uh, GM's house, and Scotty didn't talk to me, so. I didn't care.
6: <laughs> he didn't talk you the whole
10: first my, meeting? No, he didn't talk to me. So I didn't care. Like I said, my whole saying in one of my books, I said, you know, I don't have to like you to work. I don't have to sit down. I want to come here to win. That's it. I, I want to come here and win. I don't give a damn how we do it. Let's do it, right?
6: So you and Scotty never had a conversation you had to
10: have a conversation at some point oh we talked we talked after a while after six months when i was there we, we six talked, months <laughs> six, six, six months yeah after six months we up uh, um we started talking on, on the court and off the court and stuff like that but it's strange so after after the first year i was in chicago after we won the first championship and mid second year <clears throat> it was amazing all the guys are married and stuff like that and all the wives Will come to me and say, Dennis, where are you going out tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so they asked me to go out with me almost every night.
5: Everybody went to hang out with you because you were with fun. Me, well,
10: yeah, it was fun, though. Not a, a lot of guys would go to restaurants, be all corporate with suits and stuff like that. i go out and drag and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Go hang out the gay bars. Right. So I was cool. You
6: said that where the most fun was at. That's what? You said that's the, the gay parties where they know how to party. They know how to party, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I went right to yeah. a gay wedding this weekend, man. Did you? Oh, my God, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. How was it? I'm still recovering. recovering? That was Saturday
4: night. Was it? No. what day is it? He don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> what got you into Wait, that lifestyle, day, yeah. and to to partying with with the gay parties and, and the going to drag? What got you that way?
10: I think I think you know, like I said, I visualize a lot of stuff about my life when I'm I'm, I'm alone. And I think when I was younger, I think that I, you know I used to dress with, as as a girl. My sister just put makeup on me, put wigs on me, and stuff like that. And I think that that's a vision I've I always had, just just to uh, just express myself. You know, as you know, sexuality wise, but. Um, to get it, the record straight. I never been with a guy, but I love my gay community and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, but um, I just like being free, in, I bet in, a lot in, of guys
5: hit on you, though. Oh yeah. Because
4: <clears throat> they just think maybe.
10: Maybe right. <laughs> it won't shock nobody today. Right. It won't would. it shock nobody.
4: We figured he was gay. What the hell? All right, we got more with Dennis Rodman when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Howdy, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Dennis Rodman. What made you, allowed you to be so free? Because back then, I mean, everybody was judging everything. And you would just F the world, I'm here, right. I don't care, who likes me, who doesn't like me. They would have a bunch of terms for Well, that, I,
10: don't, I don't know. I just started it, man. I just said, whatever, man. I was so, I was so lost <clears throat> lost in my own, own world mm-hmm. and when i went to san antonio and everyone knows that, and san antonio is more like viber bumpers they love the church and they mm-hmm. love to do the, the right things and stuff like that i was way the opposite mm-hmm. i'll be on the plane and i got my hair dyed and have like a skull in my head and i'll sit on the plane playing nintendo mm-hmm. and david Robinson sitting right here and the whole time david Robinson look at me like this and he, said, he looked at me like I'm the damn devil. you know. <laughs> so he said, He looked at me the whole time on the flight. I said, What's wrong, David? He said, Why won't you change? I said, Change what? He said, Just, yes, won't you be a part of the system? I said, What system? And he just like, you know, that's how me and David really got along like that, you mm-hmm. know. So, and again, I said, I don't have to like you to win. Right. Back then, people looked at me differently, but I think in the second year in 94, a lot of people started to like me. You know, because I was just doing something that's out the norm. Right. <laughs> out the norm. People say, oh, my God, he's interesting. He's ready. He's good.
5: And people are so, like, I wish I could be that free, too. you to be that
10: free, right? So <clears throat> sometimes it, it pisses me off in society today that all of a sudden things are so free and so equal and da-da-da-da, right wing to left wing. But then back in the day, if someone came and they was gay, they'd be recommended for that. You know?
4: It's still difficult. Malik Yoba was here. Right. And uh, he, he said that he was attracted to trans women. Right. Yeah. But he said uh, he's not gay, and they were all on him, like, how could this happen? And, like, they started crucifying him and and going at his kids and all that other stuff.
10: I don't know any man on this planet what color you are, what gender you are. I don't know any man that sit in a locker room. Do not look at another man's penis. I don't know. I'm just saying. I baby,
7: don't
3: know any man
0: don't do that. Okay. Segue, <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. You trying to imply that
10: make people gay? That don't make nobody gay? Saying, i don't know any man I mean, don't do that. Are you saying that you seen some nice penises? Then I was I see a lot. <laughs> yeah, cool. You, see, you <laughs> seen some okay. nice
6: penises? Yeah. You seen one? You be like, I that was mine. A old white guy
1: walk by, you be like, I mean,
4: listen. You seen You be like, I wish that. I wish that
10: was mine. Oh, Mine don't hang like
4: that. <laughs> that's how you think okay. we do. I never thought All like
10: right. that. All right. All right, so either way, I don't even know who who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being straight honest. I don't know who you are. What you mean as far as what? Your name, where you come from. Oh, my level. name is Charlemagne. I'm from South Carolina. Well, Lenard McKelvey from South Carolina. Okay. Yes. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Cool, oh, man. Great. Good. What do you so But I no, got, question. What was, was that about? <laughs> did y'all see each other in
2: the <laughs> <room or> something? <laughs> like, what, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, what that? Right. I want to know
6: what was the point of saying that. <laughs> why,
2: why, why, what like, what, like, what why was the point are you were trying to make? I don't, I don't
10: know, man. I don't know. I to break the ice around here,
7: man.
10: I got a question for you guys. Yes. While we on the show right here it's amazing though you know the (laughs) fact that we sit there and judge men that want to come out as gay or bisexual we are judging men men and women but it's amazing though do people ever acknowledge the fact that what a man i'm not saying it's wrong because i love them you know good people i love everybody in the world Mm -hmm. but (laughs) what do you think about the WNBA women what do i think about them would you date one of them well, I'm married. I think they're cool as hell to me. I, I hang out with those girls all yeah, the time. I
6: mean, they, I mean, you got some beautiful yeah, WNBA women. Dude, I'm and sorry. tall women have always they're been tall, attracted tall, to me.
10: Tall, tall, like six foot 4 5'. Yeah. I'm five seven, but for whatever reason, tall five women five have always been you attracted five to me. 5'7", four, five, five, four. Five, four. Five, but four. tall
6: women have always been attracted to me. I'll date a WNBA woman. Why
10: not? I'm, I'm just saying, though, I, would love, I would love to see WNBA women really. Show the world. Mm-hmm. They are showing the world right now. Yeah. they're very good. I guarantee you. in probably the next couple of years, there will, there will be a couple of women in the NBA. Hey Dennis, let me tell you something. Next time, do you B- go NBA. to the games, the yep. WNBA games,
5: yeah. and
10: everything? Yeah, I go. Like I mean, How- next we have more, more people to Lake go Lake Lake. to yeah. the
5: games. Dennis, next yep. time,
6: just start with. Let's talk about the WNBA. All right. Don't
10: you date one of them? Like huh? <laughs> All right. I, I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would. Do
5: you think basketball was a God-given talent for you? Meaning that. When you were younger, it wasn't something that you ever even had considered. But then it just was like, this is your destiny.
10: No, it took me, took me maybe 30 years to realize what uh, all the things that this, uh, this has translated in my life. You know, as well as like all the tribes and tribulations growing up in the ghetto and the projects, seeing the riots with the uh, mother the king, white people coming down the street, get killed, stabbed, taking their babies away, beating, stuff like that. I, I've, I've went back in time and seen all those things. All those things. And, and all of a sudden, man, I'm saying, wow. I'm lucky as f***, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was tell myself in, in my books, I say, you know, it's, someone has a hand on my shoulders and said, you're not going nowhere. You got, you got things to live for. You got something to say. Right. So we, we want you to stay here.
6: Do you believe in God?
10: Yep. Okay.
6: Oh, yeah. You said uh, that you, racism didn't really bother you when you was playing no. for that town in college and they used to call you nigga every day. Oh, every day.
10: Why didn't yeah. it bother you? Because I didn't know, I didn't know any, anything about that. mm mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> when I, you know, in a town when white people come down, <clears throat> throw things at you. Maybe um, you got a story. Uh, I was dating a white girl in, in uh, Durant, and um, and I was living with a white family. I had the white kid with me. So I was going into the dorms, and this and these two white guys came and grabbed me and grabbed the white kid, pulled us down. They did something to
5: the kid
6: tissue right here my brother here. so clearly it did bother you more than you let on absolutely the racism
10: no it wasn't racism it's, it's just the fact that I didn't look at color back then it was just like um, when these guys came and got me and the little kid and when the little kid was real close I didn't, I didn't look at him as a white guy a light white kid and they took us to the park and the girl I was, I was hanging out with and they took me to a tree and one of the guys was was beating me another guy went and got a shotgun and put it in my face and said if we ever oh if, if we ever see such another white woman the next time we see you, we gonna blow your head off mm. Mm. and they had a gun to the little boy's head And mm. he said you know if you ever see you with this nigger we're gonna shoot you too mm. so I took the white girl with them and me and him and we stayed and we sat there and a little white boy hugged me and said he said I'm glad you're alright Dennis and the white boy didn't even look at me if I was black or not he just make sure I was okay Right. and we got in the car and he took me back to his house and he made sure I was safe That's a story you don't see I got a lot of stories like that but I just don't talk too much about that, but, but that's but, one of them. But clearly it bothered you, though. Oh, yeah, it bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me, it bothered me today because, you know, it just sucks how people look and view people today, man, and and when people sit there and talk about Mexicans and whites and Chinese and people from North Korea just bothers me now because I don't know why we can't f-ing get along because, you know, we live with these people f-ing every day. You got people from North Korea, South Korea, around the world, and we sit there and bitch are anybody. s***. And it's just You know, it beats me up sometimes, and that's...
6: It hurts. That's wild. I wondered that on the 30 for 32, because it put the whole relationship with you and Kim Jong-un in a different perspective, because I was sitting there like, all Dennis is really trying to do is make peace. And I'm like, why don't we want peace with these people? (laughs) I don't know,
10: man. I just... And it's it's just, like I said, I'm not a politician, you know, and a lot of people don't hear me talk too much around the world. I've been low-key for a long time, you know. been fighting with uh, alcohol, alcohol and stuff like that, you know. And um, my agent over there, he's been sold for 11 years, and um, he's got a book out called Aiming High. And um, I've been trying to get on that, on that pad, but it's very difficult for me because you know I'm so used to doing what I'm doing, and um, those bumps in the road keep pop, piling up sometimes. But uh, you know, but uh, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there with the help of a lot of people, so I'm getting there.
4: How long have you been sold there?
10: The last four months.
4: That's, 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 good. A, that's
10: good. Just, just trying just tryin'. That's, no, that's, that's body. Good. Like, that's I, like good. I said, congratulations, bro. Yeah, so, anyway, so how much uh, credit should you personally get for putting Trump and Kim Jong Un together? A lot, but he won't give me that credit. Mm. Wow, he won't give me that credit. But you know, like I got told. You, I said, I don't care who gets this done. Let's just get it done. Right. Let's <clears throat> just get it done. I say it all the time and stuff like that. It's like when when I went over there to do the, the press conference with it and I got emotional up there. I said, Wow, it's amazing. Wow. I'm trying to do something great in my own country. Is hating me. And then when Donald went over there, people praised the f*** out of his ass. I'm like, God damn. I was the guy that tried to get this together in the beginning, and now he goes over there and get all the accolation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the really?
6: United States was distancing themselves. He was like, Dennis Rodman is not a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like,
10: God damn. I said, okay, great, screw it. But now everybody's embracing that right now. So if if anything does happen between North Korea and um and America, you know, like I said, Donald, you did it. You did it. You the one did it, Donald. It's okay.
4: Well, Dennis Rodman, we appreciate you for joining us. Yes. All the love, all the love around right here, man. Thank all the good
10: all, all the good love, man. Is it all fun the being people. sober? Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, stay on the right path. It's good. You, you may
6: know. not be impressed by Michael Jordan's sons, but
10: you are about Magic Sons, I'm sure. Uh, magic, son. you're funny. You're funny. He's with magic all the time. That guy right there. He knows magic. He's with magic all the time. I know his son. I know He's his son. He's very free. He's very, He's just free. Free. He's yeah. very free. Right? Absolutely. Right? Wow. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. It's, it's, right. a breakfast club it's a Breakfast Club, baby. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee the rumor has it. on the
1: Breakfast
2: Club. So listen up. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah.
5: Oh, Nicki Minaj. Thank you. Nicki Minaj has her Fendi line, and she said she designed that with curvy girls in mind. Now, Fendi posted, spoiler alert, Queen Nicki Minaj is fire in Fendi's coolest uh, series collection out on Fendi.com October 14th and Selected Boutiques on October 16th. I think that's dope because I love Fendi clothes, and it's classic. All right, she said, I want to make clothes that make girls with my body look sexy. She also uh, called the Fendi Prince on after a lyric from her song Chun-Li. She said, we're in a new time where you don't have to feel bad if you're not the tiniest you've ever been. Women, we struggle with that so much because we'll go back to old pictures of ourselves and we'll be like, I used to be so skinny. And we start making ourselves feel bad. What I want to tell girls is not necessarily go and gain weight and have a big booty. But if you do have curves, be proud of it, flaunt it, love the skin that you're in.
6: Or drop one of Clues bombs for Nicki Minaj. That
5: is true. We do look at those, those pictures and be like, look at how skinny I used to be. So, yes, agreed with that. All right. Now, let's talk about Takashi 69 in court yesterday. And by the way, he's back in court testifying today as well. So, he's testifying as a prosecution witness at the federal trial for two alleged members of the nine trade gangsta bloods. The defendants are Anthony Harv Ellison and um, the other defendant is Mack. And uh, just so you know, by the way, Al, his name is Aljamaya Nuke Mack. Troy Av was also in court yesterday. And he said that he was there. He just was watching some of the testimony, but he was there to su- support uh, Mac. He said that he's a cool guy and he knew him from coming up in the music industry. All right. So according to prosecutors, they are saying that Anthony Harb Ellison is a gang enforcer and that he was angry at Takashi. And that's why he allegedly kidnapped him. Now, according to Takashi, he said he was scared and told them that he would give them one hundred dollars to let him go. If you guys recall the situation where he got kidnapped, a hundred. That's what he told them at the time. I'll oh. give you one hundred thousand dollars if you. Oh, let me go. One hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Now here's some of the audio because they actually have audio of the robbery. Right. Give me everything. Get up. Get out. Get out.
3: Get, up.
2: Get up. Give me Get me, call. Give me call. In the Get me the Chill, 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 chill. We your money at? your you 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 Give me your money. Where your money at? your Give me the car. Give me the car. Give me the car. gonna shoot you. No, you give me the Get in the car. Open it. Open the door. Let me open it. i give you Get you sure, in. Right? Get in the car. Get in the car.
6: Whoa, did you hear him tell the kidnappers he would suck their D's if they let him go? I did not hear that. That's wild. Play it again. Y'all wasn't listening. Give me
2: your money. Give your money. I'll give you everything. Where your money at? Where your money at? Get in the car. Give the you car. Get in the car. car. Get in the car. Get in the, the shot car. Get in the car. Get in the car. we going to shoot you. No, you just give the car. Get in the car. Go ahead. Open the door. Let me open it. Let me open it. You i give you everything. Get in the car. Get in the car. Oh, man. Wait, 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 wait,
6: man. Man, man, I'll suck your Whoa, six, nine. You added that on. Whoa. Listen, you got to do what you got to do when you're in that kind of situation.
5: All right. Well, that $100,000 didn't work. And instead, they went to his house where they stole a bag full of jewelry and then drove him a few blocks away and then released him. So, just so you know, right now, they are pleading not guilty to racketeering charges. And according to. Uh, Harv Ellison's attorney. He's saying the whole thing was a publicity stunt. Was
6: well, that his second day of snitching or third day?
5: Second. Today's the third day. So he's been taking the stand.
6: You, you just you did a whole 24 hours on the stand, and you just getting around to snitching on your kidnappers. I thought that was the whole point of snitching to begin with.
5: Well, he's telling a lot of different stories about things that happened. He talks a lot about his rivals too, his musical rivals like Trippy Red, Chief Keep, Casanova. Uh, Jay Prince and Raffalat Records. Jesus Christ.
6: He really need O'Brien in this whole situation. He up.
5: talked about arranging helping to arrange a twenty seventeen assault on Trippy Red in New York City at a hotel. Uh, He talked about a Yam's Day concert at the New York Expo Center in the Bronx. It started, he said, because Jordan, who did not have a large public profile, wasn't allowed to be near the performance, and that's how the brawl started with security. He talked about Casanova and Casanova's diss song, Set Trippin, and how he wanted to run down on Casanova. And then he also said that Casanova's blood set the apes, he was told, would retaliate against him. And he talks about the shooting of Chief Keefe back in June of 2018. He said uh, that shooting was happening over his female friend Cuban.
6: Why are you calling all them other rappers names? Like he wants to be the snitch Oprah. You get a charge and you get a charge and you get a charge. Conspiracy for everybody. He also
5: talked about shooting at Frenchie BSM, who was acting as security for Trippy Red. During a New York City visit, and also an armed robbery of a rap artist in Midtown Manhattan that he admitted that he did film. Takashi admitted that he filmed, and also several Brooklyn shootings, including one inside of the Barclays. All of the April 2018 shooting incidents were accompanied by a surveillance video. Also,
6: just write a book.
5: A lot going on. All right. Well, today it continues. I'm Angela Yee, and that <laughs> Hold is. Hold on, your... he's snitching again today. Yeah, he's back on the stand
6: today. How much does he know? Jesus Christ. I
5: know about a body. (laughs) I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Yes. All right, now, Man, you got that donkey of the day coming up. Who could it be?
6: Uh, We need former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him.
5: Okay, and also, we are giving you the chance to win one of five trips to New York for Powerhouse NYC, presented by AT&T. That also comes with round-trip airfare for two people, two nights, hotel accommodation, suite tickets, and you get to meet the Breakfast Club, potentially. It goes down at Prudential Center October 26th. That features Amigos, Meek Mill, Little Baby, A Boogie, da Baby, David O., Megan Thee Stallion, Saweetie, Polo G., Little TJ, and more. Just listen each weekday morning for the keyword. When you hear that keyword, text it to three seven nine one one. And that's when you'll enter for a chance to meet the Breakfast Club live at Powerhouse NYC and all of the above. Thanks to our friends again at Lula a pioneer in social retail and one of the fastest growing apparel brands in the U.S. If you want to shop Lula visit lularoe.com. L U L A R O E.com. All right.
6: All right. We got do It Day next. It's the Breakfast Club. Bye. Time for donkey of the day.
0: Donkey of the Day ex
3: jean I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey,
6: he's oh, okay. okay. donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club,
9: bitches. I've been called a lot in my 23 years,
6: but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, September 19th goes to Corey Lewandowski. Now, if you don't know who Corey Lew- Lewandowski is, he was the campaign manager for Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. And on Tuesday, he appeared before the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, he was actually the inaugural witness in this phase of the Democrats impeachment inquiry. And he casually, casually, fairly casually testified about misconduct uh, from President Donald J. Trump. Now, you know, misconduct by the president is the new normal. Okay, In the old normal, this type of misconduct would get people impeached and cause their presidencies to come to an end, but we are not in normal times anymore, are we? Uh, Corey confirmed that our celebrity-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, instructed him to have then-Attorney General Jeff Sessions intervene and uh, derail a criminal investigation of Trump and his close associates. Now, this should be a big deal. Right? Because it's obstruction of justice. But what is obstruction of justice to the Teflon Don, our celebrity in chief? Okay, It's just three words to him. I bet Trump didn't even know what obstruction meant when he first heard that word. He probably just thought that rhymes with construction. Okay? So he doesn't care about construction of justice. All right. Well, yesterday, Corey Lewandowski was on with CNN's Allison Camarota, and she asked him why he ignored Dope45's request to meet with then Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Let's listen to it.
9: We're asking you, I should say, about how the president asked you to deliver a message to Attorney General Jeff Sessions where he would unrecuse himself and limit the scope of the Mueller investigation. So let's just listen to this for a moment.
1: That's what he wanted you to deliver to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, correct? I believe that's an accurate representation. And he wanted you to deliver it to Jeff so that Jeff could say it to the people, right? I believe so.
6: Now, after playing back his uh, testimony, she didn't just ask him, she pressed him. On why he ignored the celebrity and chief's request, and this happened. Let's go to CNN for the report again.
9: So you confirmed that you were asked to obstruct justice?
2: No, Allison. Please, that's not what I confirmed at all. By the way, the Mueller report was very clear. Uh, there was no collusion. There was no obstruction. That's and not what, I, what the Mueller what report said, Corey. It absolutely says that. And Corey, you should, you, should, you should read page. You should read the page that that states that on. And, and Bob Mueller. Wait a second, had the Corey. Hold on a second. Hold on a second.
9: Time that. out. Time out. Did you read the Mueller report? No, I never did. Then how do you know what it says?
2: <laughs> because the members of Congress were very clear about what was in that report yesterday. And so I'm reiterating Corey, no, what they No, no,
9: Corey. Sorry. Did, did you, you read the let, report? Le- Corey, of Allison, course I had to the read, read the report. You of read the entire I, report? Corey, of course I had to read the entire report. And <laughs> okay. let me tell you what it said. Tell me. There were 10 different examples of obstruction of justice in That's there. That's not what it said. Okay. Allison, you're being disingenuous.
6: Okay, let's stop there for a second. Uh, Trump's former campaign manager accused Allison of not reading the Mueller report, even told her to read the page where it says there is no obstruction, but you <laughs> can't page. read that page in the Mueller report because there was obstruction. And how are you going to question someone on not reading something when you didn't even read it? All right, this is an epidemic that is ruining our society, people. People commenting on things with zero information and going off headlines, even if the headlines Lines of fake and telling those who are actually informed on the subject, they are not informed. He literally told Allison to read something he hasn't read. See, this is why information is important. This is why educating yourself is very important because these arrogant-ass, privileged-ass white men bank on you not being informed. And he tried to use his white male privilege to intimidate Allison by, you know, sounding like he was saying, oh, bless her heart. You sound disingenuous. You're being disingenuous, Allison. You couldn't possibly read the Mueller report. You're a woman. Uh, not to mention, fascists don't like women who are politically active or aggressive, okay? They want them to be submissive and obedient, so how dare Allison challenge him on his reading skills and challenge him about something that he didn't read and she did? Now, what happened next? Well, Corey asked Allison to break down the so-called obstruction that's in the Mueller report, and Allison, since she actually read it, came with the receipts. Let's listen.
9: Here they are. Let me pull them up on the screen for you since okay, you didn't read the put, Mueller report. Put the Mueller, so how Mueller can report up you know on the screen, please. Uh, Allison, when the president the asked report. for me to let the <laughs> Flynn investigation go, when he tried to stop Sessions' recusal, that's the one that you were involved in. You may want to read that part. When he fired Comey, when the president tried to remove Mueller, when the president tried to get Sessions to limit the probe, that's another one you were involved in. When he obscured the purpose of the Trump Tower meeting, when he asked Sessions to reverse his recusal, asking him again to deny attempts to remove Mueller, trying to influence cooperation of witnesses, including Flynn, Manafort, and Cohen. Those are just some of the examples.
6: Trump includes <laughs> a What did
9: he say after that?
6: Oh, I don't know why... I'd the most important part was cut, but he basically said uh, she was being disingenuous again. Now, Mm -hmm. Corey, former uh, Trump campaign manager, you know, we just got to understand this is America. All right. You confirm a congressional hearing that Trump asked you to obstruct justice. Then you get on CNN and tell them that there was no obstruction in the Mueller report. You tell her to read something that you didn't even read. And when she gives you the 10 examples of obstruction in the Mueller report, you tell her she's lying yet again. Uh, Corey, you are such a donkey that your picture should actually be the mascot for the Democrats. But this is the America we live in now. Okay, everybody in this administration is lying. Nobody is telling the truth. And Congress and the Democrats are doing nothing about it. Listen to me, Democrats. You keep doing these hearings. You've done the Mueller report. You're doing this impeachment inquiry. You talk about climate change, the economy. Uh, Mueller report shows destruction of justice. You know know it was Russian interference. You, You get these moments handed to you on a silver platter where these people are just caught in lies, and you're too shook to move on them. All right? Listen to me, Democrats, and listen good. You have tried every single political strategy but courage. Right. Stop being cowards and exercise some courage. Please let Kathy Griffin give Trump's former campaign manager Corin Lewandowski the biggest hee haw.
9: Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. I don't know what more
6: anybody can do
5: mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, that was stupid.
6: Trump 2020. That's what's gonna happen.
5: I don't know about that. Right. Come on now.
6: <laughs> they we they have work to do. They, no, if they they're too they're too cowardly to move on any of these lies that get handed to them on a silver platter. They could have been impeached them, but they're not. So, whatever.
5: All right. Well, thank you so much, Charlemagne, for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, coming up next, we do have ASCII. If you have any questions for me, call me up right now, 800-585-1051. It could be about business. It could be about relationships. It could be about life, friendships, whatever. Let me know what you need to know if you need some advice.
6: That's right. We'll be back with ASCII on the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show The Breakfast Club.
1: The Breakfast Club.
4: DJ Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, what's your question for Yee? Oh, I was, um, I'm dating <coughs> two guys, right? Uh-huh. And one is young
3: and one is my age. Okay. And, um, I can see myself with both of them. But the issue is, I don't know which one to choose. So, one is in a halfway house, right? Mm. And then the other one, I was dating while the other one was incarcerated. I'm supposed for both of them, but I don't know,
5: you know, <laughs> what I should do. So, one is in a halfway house and the other one... You know, he's around and, you know, I got close with his kids and his family. Like, we
3: uh-huh. did family things together and, you know, we have a good bond. <clears throat> but he's um, Muslim and has an issue, you know,
5: because I'm Christian or whatever, and he's not sure. So he's like back and forth about it. Uh Uh-huh. And the other one wants to, you know, move forward and build. Well, what do you you want? Forget what they want. What do you want? I want to, you know, settle down. I want to... With who? I don't know. So, you want to settle down, but there's two guys that you can't choose between, which indicates to me that you don't really want to settle down. Mm -hmm. Because... I think that if it was some, it would be a clear choice to you. Like you would say, "This is who I want to be with." You want to settle down just for the sake of saying you're settled down? Because look, if if you can't choose, no, I want to build with one person. I'm a relationship type person. My last
3: relationship (laughs) was um, three years ago. So I've been
5: single. I've took time. You know what I mean? And But listen, my, my, point, my point is you can't just say, I just want to be in a relationship. You have to want to be in a relationship with somebody who you clearly want to be with. You clearly don't know who you want to be with. You make a good point. So why not just take your time? You can continue to date both of them. If you meet somebody else, who knows? But don't limit yourself just because in your head you have this um, goal that you want to reach of just settling down. You should settle down when it's the right person.
0: You know,
3: and I have a young, impressionable daughter. So, you know, I I just want to do right, you know, the right thing and not.
5: Well, because your daughter's young and impressionable, don't bring her around either one of them until you know what you want. Right. You know, just make that decision of who you want to be with for the right reason because you love them and you can't see yourself without them? I love both of them. Okay. But do you, so they both want you to settle down with them. You don't love either one of them enough to do that right now. Or do you? I can see myself with both of them. (laughs) Well, that's not good enough. When you can see yourself with only one of them, that's when you know who it it is. Right. All right. And I think time will tell. Sometimes it takes a little time for you to figure it out, but it hasn't come to you yet.
3: Right. But I just don't want to play with
5: nobody's feelings or nothing like that. So that's why I'm like, you know, I feel like pressured to make a choice. You don't have to play with their feelings. You can be open and honest with them. And if one of them decides this is not what I want to do, or whatever. but just, And you are open and honest. They both know you're not in a relationship. And when you're not in a relationship, you don't owe anybody anything.
3: Well, they both know about each other. But, okay. you know, one, is it's is
5: complicated. <laughs> Sounds like but it they is. They know
3: each other exists. They know each other exists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one might think that we're in more of a committed relationship than the other.
5: Okay. Listen, honey, figure out who it is that you want to be with. Maybe it's not either one of them, really. I don't know. I can't say. Only you can say. Right. But don't make that decision until you're sure. So take some more time until you're sure.
3: Yeah, because, you know, at this point, I'm like, either decision, I can feel myself regretting. You know what I
5: mean? Woo. Okay. Already sounds like a slippery slope. But good luck to you. And again, this is your decision. Don't worry about what they want, it's what you want. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. <laughs> Ask ye,
4: 800 585 1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I
1: keep a real. some real advice with Angela Yee.
4: It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. I right, let's go to line 11. This person wants to be anonymous. Yee, hello, who's this? Hey, I'd I, I like to keep that to myself, but I have a
0: situation. I'm somewhat of a, a, a popular comedian, and oh I was God. on a television show the other day, and the question was uh, the, the topic where they were talking about Nicki Minaj retiring. And then I went on to say that the reason why Nicki Minaj retired is because Cardi B retired with one word. I didn't know how to spell the uh, word, but the word was a- Oh, my
5: God. And, um,
0: I said that. And people in the audience, they thought it was funny. But I didn't know when I went home. I checked my Instagram and Nicki's- um, The barbs um, are coming for you. The bar I didn't know how many I thought I didn't know it was so many bars. I didn't know bars had a bad attitude in their head. But they told they were saying stuff like they gonna
5: drag me. Oh my I didn't god. Go
0: drag drag me something, the relationship with Malik Yoba. <laughs> I didn't really know that part of it. And they went <laughs> as far as say we know why you such a Nikki hater because you get along with the Breakfast Club.
5: Okay, first of, the, of all, hello Donnell Rawlings. Hello? Yes, we know you don't have to stay anonymous. We know it's you, Donnell. Hello? <laughs> we recognize your voice. You've been on the show so many times.
0: Well, they tried to say... They tried to say... <laughs> Why is he disguising his I was voice? I of the breakfast club. I don't know who Donnell is. My <laughs> question he... is... My question is, should I be concerned about the barb, Or should I tell him to give these... <laughs> or should I tell him to put some respect <laughs> on my name?
5: First of all, okay. Donnell, now I'm looking at your comments... And I'm looking at what people are telling you, and it is very harsh. One person said, go eat a cheeseburger, fat, funky bitch. Another person told you to burn in hell. Oh, my God. These are crazy messages. These barbs are coming for you. Some person said that, well, now this one is kind of harsh, but... This person said, you look like a malnourished roach. Did your mother oh. even feed you as a child with your T-Rex arms? Go back to your roach nest and leave the queen's name out of your mouth. Oh.
0: What do <laughs> I do? In a situation when somebody to keep, leave somebody's name out of your mouth, what do you do? Do um, think I should go back? Should I retaliate?
5: No, I don't think it makes any sense to retaliate against the barbs because they're always going to come for you and they're going to stay in your comments and say really nasty things to so you. Is this hurting your feelings.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm upset in my feelings. Can I, should, I, should I ride with Cardi B or should I go on and start my own like barb community or beehive community?
5: Donnell, all you can do is wait it out. They're just going to be in your comments saying nasty things. But let this be a lesson to you. You can't What's come that? for Nicki Minaj because the barbs will come for you.
0: I didn't come for Nicki Minaj. The only thing I did You
5: kind of did. From... And the, uh, that's the other thing you have to do, Are Donnell. You barb? Are you a barb? We just need you to own it.
0: Are you a barb?
5: I'm just stating the facts. You came for Nikki, right?
0: I didn't come for Nikki. I just said something because I thought that some people felt the same thing, same way about.
5: All right, so you know what? Let's just get this all out right now. For all the Barb's who are listening, you can go to Donnell Rawlings' page right now. Say no, whatever no, no, it is. No, I
0: don't want no more <laughs> unicorns on my joint, man. I don't want no more
5: hey, Whatever it is that you have to say, get it off your chest in Donnell's comments and let's just finish it after today. How's that? All right,
0: I mean, I'm ready for I'm going to start my own, my own Barb community. It's going to be Ash Moth. Ash mob. Not a flash mob. mob. Ash mob, and we're coming for the bars, carbs,
5: and eyes. All right, Donnell, next time you don't have to try to pretend to be anonymous, but thank you for calling Asky. Hopefully that helps you you. out. Again, his page is at Donnell Rawlings. So go on in there. Thank you for not helping my sister. (laughs) And this could actually help him get some good jokes. All right. Yeah.
0: Shout-out
6: to uh, Malik Yoba and Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, man. The funniest thing you said that whole call, you said. <laughs> all right? Three minutes <laughs> of nothing for one good funny hit. <laughs>
4: all right, ASCII, 800 585 eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Rumors on the way is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
6: Sure. Yep, was the yeah. most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy Had to break out to go to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, but right now we're about to Talk Taylor Swift and Kanye West, what year is this?
7: It's about time What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report, Rumor Report
1: This is The Rumor Report talk to him. With Angela Yee On The Breakfast Club
5: Well, Taylor Swift is on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. She said she hadn't done a Rolling Stone cover in five years. So she thanked them for making it happen. And in it, she talks about Kanye West being two-faced after that whole famous phone call incident. Now, she reveals what happens from her point of view, which she hasn't said before. She talks about uh, wanting Kanye's approval after what happened at the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards when he interrupted her Best Female Video Acceptance speech because he felt like Beyonce should have won for single ladies. She said Kanye West reached out to her a few weeks to see if she would like to present the Vanguard Award to him at the 2015 VMAs. She said she was honored. She said, I wrote this speech up and then we get to the VMAs and I make this speech. And he screams MTV got Taylor Swift up here to present me this award for ratings. She said, I'm standing in the audience with my arm around his wife, and this chill ran through my body. I realized he is so two faced that he wants to be nice to me behind the scenes, but then he wants to look cool, get up in front of everyone, and talk ish. She said, after that, Kanye sent her a big bouquet of flowers to apologize the next day. And uh, she said she was touched when he originally called her about the song Famous. But when she finally heard the song, she said she was done with their friendship. And she said he literally did the same thing to Drake. And she said he gravely affected the trajectory of Drake's family and their lives. It's the same thing. Getting close to you, earning your trust, detonating you. I really don't want to talk about it anymore because I get worked up and I don't want to just talk about negative ish all day. But it's the same thing.
6: Well, Taylor, you need to let that hurt go. And uh, Kanye's not two-faced. He's just a Gemini. (laughs) And and most Geminis have two sides.
5: All right. So I guess the main thing is she's saying behind the scenes, he asked her to give this award. And then when she went to go do it and she was honored to do it, he put the script.
6: That's hella corny if Kanye did that. But my God, wasn't that 10 years ago?
5: It was in 2015. To what? Four years? Damn, that was only four years ago? When she was giving him the award after all. Oh, got
6: you, got you, got you.
5: All right. Now, Antonio Brown versus his doctor, Victor Prisk, his former doctor. This is the craziest story. So, Dr. Victor Prisk is saying that uh, Antonio Brown would pay him late. He would show up late and wouldn't pay. And he said the worst part was when Antonio Brown farted in his face during a body fat test. Now, we actually have audio of the incident.
8: Let's see here. Damn, ah. my bad, huh? I
5: didn't even get that one.
8: You're so in there. Because bodybuilder, this is ah. pretty thick low.
5: Now, Prisk had said, I'm a doctor and this man is farting in my face. It just seemed childish to me. Well, Antonio Brown has responded and he pulled his receipts showing that Dr. Victor Prisk actually texted him about the media coverage of the said fart incident and even bragged about TMZ Sports crediting for having a nose of steel. So he didn't seem upset in these text messages at all. He also in the text messages said it was funny as ish. He said, I was pretty stoic. And he said, according to TMZ, I have a nose of steel. So at the time, he didn't seem like he was upset about it. And like Antonio Brown is saying, why are you upset about this incident now? He said, do anything for clout.
6: I don't hold my ass gas for nobody. Okay, so why should Antonio Brown?
5: He would have had to pull his pants down to fart in your position. But
6: wasn't he already in the little Dr. Scrubs thing? So his ass probably was already out any goddamn (laughs) way.
5: You can't fart in the doctor's face, though. But if the person laughed at the time and thought it was funny... I can't see being mad about it now. And what was the procedure he was getting done? He was just getting a fat uh, test done.
6: Was that in his stomach? What if the doctor squeezed his tummy? And squeezed his tummy in? You know what I'm saying?
5: I don't know, but I would definitely not want to fart in anyone's face. (laughs) Anyone. All right. Monique has a $620,000 bill that she owes in back taxes. According to court documents that the blast obtained, they're saying that she owes that money... Uh, for the past few years, the original tax debt was $31,000 and then it has grown since then to $60,000. So her total debt now is $620,000 in back taxes for everything. And now in addition to that, there's other people who owe lots of money. Offset, according to the Blast, owes 210000 in back taxes. Is it tax season right now? Yes. Something going on I should if know you, about. If you,
6: got your, if you got your taxes pushed back like I always do, you pay around October.
5: All right. I got to get mine taken care of. All right. Now, Lee Daniels, according to reports, has paid Damon Dash $1.7 million in that whole Richard Pryor biopic settlement. Just in case you guys are wondering what happened with that, it was a deal that they reached a settlement last year. At the time, they hadn't given any details of the agreement, but now they do have the court documents that, once again, the blast obtained. And it turns out that money that Lee Daniels paid Damon Dash was $1.7 million. According to Damon Dash, Lee Daniels had strung him along on the project and at one point had Mike Epps attached to star and Oprah involved as the producer and all of that, but then somehow Damon Dash got X'd out of it. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
6: All right, now, when we come back, we're going to get into this People's Choice Mix, which is actually not a People's Choice Mix at all because nobody actually chooses the songs except for DJ Envy. Uh, but he's, no Hopefully, to we'll
5: it. choose a song you would have liked to hear.
6: That's it. That's the only thing you can hope for. Uh, Peace to Revolt. Uh, we see you tomorrow. It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Dennis Rodman for joining us again. Salute to Dr. Very interesting individual, man. If you haven't watched his 30-30, uh, for better or for worse, you need to watch it. Absolutely. Because yeah, whether you agree with some of Dennis Rodman's moves or not, you can't deny that he's a very, very interesting person. He is. And something something makes me feel like his heart is really in the right place. Like, Did you
5: want to give him a hug when he started crying?
4: Yes. I did, um, but I didn't think it'd be really.
5: appropriate, but I definitely felt like... I felt bad for him.
4: I, I definitely my felt bad. I was confused at first, but then I, I got it. There's not
6: one Dennis Rodman interview you will ever watch where he doesn't cry. Really?
4: Absolutely.
6: Y'all don't follow Dennis Rodman? Like, no? Dennis Rodman cries all the time. That's what he was
5: known for in the league, too. Like,
6: he's a cry... Very he's emotional. A, he's an emotional guy. And then the 30 for 30, he cries all through the 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Like very interesting human being, though.
5: Yes, and also, I can't forget to let y'all know, Live Service Live in Live Nation. We are coming to a city near you. That tour kicks off October 20th in Philadelphia. We'll be in Philly, New York, Charlotte, D.C., Atlanta, San Francisco, L.A., Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Detroit, Cleveland, and Chicago. Make sure you get your tickets because the VIP pre-sale actually uh, ends tomorrow. So if you want to get those VIP meet and greets, make sure you do that today.
4: All right. When we come back, positive note, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, we're heading out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival.
5: Yes, we are. It should be a great time. As you know, every single year, we have the iHeartRadio Music Festival, and it's always amazing as far as the artists that are
6: performing. Well, I don't
4: know what black artists are performing this year, but... Alicia Keys, French Chance Montana. Chance the rapper. Chance
6: is performing? Her. Chance mm-hmm. and her. Okay. What night is that? I don't know. I hope it's the night I'm there because I'm only going to be there one night. Oh, word? Yeah, that's right. That's how you're going to do this? I got things to do, my brother. But
5: yeah, I think he is on Saturday night. Well,
6: leave us on a positive note. Well, first of all, I want to tell everybody, man, if you're going to be in the New York area uh, next Monday, this coming Monday, I'll be at uh, Buttonweiser Hall with my man Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having a conversation that's titled It Happened to Me While We All Need to Talk About Mental Health. And it's uh, being brought to you by 92Y. So you can go to 92Y.com and figure out how to get tickets to be in there at Buttonwiser Hall next Monday uh, here in New York City, okay? And the positive note, man, I really just posted this on my Instagram because I love this quote so much. I actually want to get it framed. Uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen.
2: Breakfast club, bitches. You on finished or y'all done?